Good morning or good evening or afternoon, depending on when you listen to this. I am Tim from Ski Rex Media once again. And this week, as you could tell from the title of the episode, we are talking about the juggernaut that is the Indy Pass. That's right, we're talking more about the Indy Pass this week, but before I get into that, I just want to thank you for joining me for this one, especially since there was no new episode last week, but I thank you for joining me for this brand new one this week, and uh, please subscribe, like, rate, do all that fun interactive stuff, leave comments, email me, all that's in the description, Um, and like buttons ratings, all that stuff. Help me out, help yourself out, because if I know what's going on, then I can do better. And we can just keep having fun with the old Ski Rex Media podcast. Now, I've talked about the Indie Pass before um, on the podcast and various written pieces here on Ski Rex Media. Um, I have an Indie Pass. I bought mine uh, before the season began. Um, and I love it. And it seems that a lot of people are loving it, including the mountains that participate. All those independent mounds that participate because today, today is Tuesday when I'm recording it, there was another um, another announcement of adding more mounds. And this isn't the first time they added mountains this year. This is like the second or third time. Two more mountains here in New England, um, one of which is the newly reopened Saddleback uh, Mountain in Maine, up there in Maine, Wrangley or Rangely, Maine. I'm not sure how you pronounce that town. Isn't that something? It's pronounced, it's spelled... Um, Rangely, but I don't know if that's Rangely or Wrangley. Isn't that something? I've never heard it. I dawned on me just now as I was getting ready to do this. I've never heard it pronounced. But anyway, the newly reopened Saddleback Mountain is now part of the Indy Pass as well as Waterville Valley, New Hampshire. Waterville Valley, um, I've talked about before because we had Jumpin' Steve from Peace and Pow. Check the hat that I'm wearing if you're wearing the video version or go to SkiRexMedia.com. You'll see a little ad on the side. If you're interested in picking up some Peace and Pow gear, uh, many times talked to Jumpin' Steve, met him once um, down at the uh, Ski and Snowboard Expo in Boston when... That was open pre-COVID two years ago, I believe. 2019, November 2019. No, 2018. 2019? 2018. I don't know. I'm not sure. One of those two times, one of those years I was there and I met Jumpin' Steve from Peace and Pow. So check out Peace and Pow as well and I'll link the episode of the uh, podcast he was in um, either on screen or in the description. Pay attention to either or both or you can look at, uh, at it at past episodes if you listen to the audio version. Now, um... I refer to the Indy Pass as a juggernaut because it kind of came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. Bunch of mountains on it. Awesome. Um, then this year, it just went, it went, it went huge, huge. More mountains continue to be added throughout the year. I think they might even add some in the off season, but I don't know if that's true or what some would consider the off season, the snow sports off season. There really is no season end um, in the 21st century, aside from pandemics and things of the like. Um, no, mountains get added all the time, and we know the gist. Indy passed two days at every participating mountain, and the average price is a 199, 199. And that's up around 60 mountains now across the U.S. and parts of Canada. That's a lot of mountains. That's more mountains than anybody. Um, it's a better price than most. And and there are different levels. At, you know, um, there are, um, 
I can't remember all of them offhand, um, but go to IndieSkiPass.com to check that out um, for, for the full breakdown pricing. But like any any pass you buy, there's your base price, then there's your next level, next level, and so on forever. However many levels or different versions they have, IndyPass is similar in that way. Um, plus the add-on, if a participating mountain, or most of them, if not all of them, if you have a, season spe- a spe- mountain-specific seasons pass, you can buy the Indy Pass as an add-on. It's like a buck twenty-nine. Not bad at all. Think about that ski every day you want at your home mountain, and then be like, you know what? I'm going to go check this one out, or I'm going to go check that one out, and then I really like that one, so I'm going to check it out again. Beautiful, wonderful thing. I've been using mine. I love mine. Um, I've only been able to use it four times this year, um, honestly, because of Jesus, just stupid stuff going on, like 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 car issues and and weather problems and medical physical issues of my own not to mention COVID-19 restrictions this that and the other thing you know shooting myself in the foot sometimes I'm not I won't even lie I make mistakes too and bad decision bad decisions as well um but four times I've already paid for it I've already more than paid for it to be honest um it's wonderful it's great and it's it it's a the end of February but that's fine that's okay um there's still plenty of winter left to get out there and use it. Believe me, it really is. One of their taglines, I believe, was uh, had something to do with the best value in skiing. It might have been one of theirs. It might have been another article that someone else wrote about them. But I'd agree with it. I'd agree with it. You know, two days at all these mountains, man. If you can hit four of them, you've paid for it. If you can hit six of them, you, you've more than paid for it. You know, if you are in a place where you can really, and I mean really abuse it, you could get down if you did the simple math. You could, you could probably get down to ten bucks a day skiing, like you could if you did the simple math. I mean, fact is, you know, at at four days, that's fifty bucks a day. Since I my pass was two hundred, that's fifty bucks a day. That's on par for some of these smaller mountains. Some are more. There were days I skied that fifty bucks, if you know, four times. The, the 200 you know you know what i'm saying but there was a day one of those mountains was 80 dollars for the ticket one was 60 dollars for the ticket i'm already money ahead i'm already money ahead and i barely scratched the surface with it absolutely something i um absolutely something i i, I suggest and i'm to be honest i'm not surprised i'm not surprised they keep adding on now we know that independent mountains exist they're smaller, some are out of the way, they're outside of the corporate thing, so they're not as, I don't want to say as popular, I don't think as popular is accurate, they're very popular, um, they all have a, a following, each one, every single one has a following, it doesn't matter if you go find the smallest one, or the biggest of the Indy Mountains, they all have a following, but they might not say get the media exposure or 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 hit those big lists or have movies filmed at them or um, whether they're fiction or nonfiction. Um, any of that stuff. They're kind of out of the way, smaller, family owned, maybe, um, maybe co-op owned, you know, um, depending on each one's business model. Who knows? Um, they're a little bit out of the way, but that doesn't mean they're bad. That just means they're out of the way. That's it. And the beauty of that is less crowds and 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 better ticket pricing even outside of having the indie pass. Things like this and and and, and other little things. Like 
none of all the you know none, none of all the, the the craziness of the big resorts none of the go 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 like it, it's kind of hard to explain but that that laid back smaller local hill vibe in a ski area it's hard to explain exactly what i mean most of you will know what i mean because you've experienced it a lot of ski rex media fans um have an indie pass um very few don't actually the ones that don't are because they honestly cannot abuse it like they live in an area where it's just not enough indie mountains to you know not enough indie indie pass mountains to make it worth the money and we understand that but as they keep adding uh, mountains to it that's going to change obviously like i felt like i've said where i live i have you know the closest one is 20 minutes you know and then i have a few within an hour a few more within an hour and a half then two hours two and a half hours and then all the way down to the drive to Oprah gatlinburg in tennessee all the way out to eagle crest in juno like that which is the farthest one away from me at probably close to four and a half five thousand miles um driving i don't know what it is as the crow flies but it's probably over 4500 miles driving um and the ferry ride since you can't just drive directly into juno you have to take a ferry or a plane now um the mountains i was what I, basically what i was trying to say is the smaller mountain you know what i'm talking about but oddly enough I was thinking about this, and it's really kind of stupid to say since I'm, uh, I'm talking about the Indy Pass, but if you kind of want to feel what I'm talking about in a one-shot, one-area, um, like just on a one-shot experiment, go to Killington. Obviously not Indy Pass, it's Icon. I know that, and I, I know this. Like I said, this is kind of a stupid way to do this, but just for geography's sake and how close they are. Because they're just a couple, they're right, you could see one from the other, you know, that they're, they're sister mountains, they're owned by the same company, but... Killington, you go there, big resort kind of vibe. Go right next door to Pico, smaller mountain kind of vibe, even though they're both big corporate-owned mountains, um, you know, owned by a bigger corporation, I should say. And, um, you know, but the vibe for Pico is very much similar to what you get for the off-the-beaten-path Indy Mountain. So if you, if you want to do an experiment and you're in Vermont... That's why I thought of it, because I'm in Vermont. I know Vermont. I was at Pico on Monday. Happy birthday to me. This past Monday, the 22nd, was my birthday. I did a uh, Pico for the first time skied. It was awesome, great, snowed, everything awesome. But um, I have been doing the, like I said, Indy Pass, have it, Suicide Six, Bolton Valley, Pat's Peak. Um, I think those are the three I've actually gone to so far. And man, the vibe is different. It, it, they, they were not packed. And granted, I went on weekdays anyway. Um, off holiday weekdays, but man, were they, they weren't packed. There weren't really like lift lines. I'm sure on a weekend they get some run obviously, and it's COVID-19 season too. So we know that's got people jacked up. Thankfully, we're about the end of that. I think I, I'm fairly certain now, even our restrictions changed today on the 23rd. If I'm not mistaken, Vermont, if you've had the vaccine, had the vaccine, you don't have to quarantine. If you come here anymore, I think, I think that's right. If you come to Vermont, check the travel restrictions first. I mean, do what you want. I'm not saying nothing. But I'm just saying I could be wrong about that. Check it if you're coming up here. Make sure. And then who knows? In March, it could all probably go away anyway. Who the hell knows? But, um, you know, the vibe, the smaller mountain, and it's all, it, and they're, they're so great. They're so great because every mountain anyway, no matter how big or how small, is unique from the outside People who don't visit these places, they could say, well, it's snow-covered 
trails that go between trees and you go up in a chair and you come down on the snow between the trees. Some truth in that, obviously. That is the very basic of it. But as you do it and the more you do it, every place has its own vibe. You know, you got you know, it's, its own vibe, its own little teeny things, the way the trails are cut, the way the terrain are, the way, you know, even if they're not giant, the feeling you get when you get, it's its really hard to explain and I'm not doing it justice by any mean. What I'm going to say is get out there and do it. And again, a lot of you, anybody who's listened to this most likely is into the sport, sports of skiing and snowboarding. So you know what I'm saying, but every mountain, once you get on it and follow those trails through the trees, they're unique. Same idea but very unique, the twists, the turns, the ups, the downs, the bumps, the snow making, the snow grooming, the snow, fresh snow. Generally speaking, even if you have a corporate mountain and an indie mountain right next to each other, or a corporate mountain, one corporation, corporate mountain, another corporation, indie mountain over here, the local ski hill in the park, but they're all within, you know, five minutes of each other, the snow's going to be the same. This just the climate's going to be the same. They're all sitting on top of each other. But then again, maybe not, and they will be a little unique. Um, Magic Mountain on the Indy Pass is spitting distance from uh, 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 of Stratton. You can see it from the top, I'm sure, of one or the other. Um, and then Bromley's right there. Mount Snow's right there. But the Indy Mountain, Magic, has the same snow and is a little bit more challenging. Magic's known for its challenge. Um, and people love that place. It's small. It's out of the way. Like, its access road is off a two-laner highway, two-laner paved highway. But to but to find it, it you, you're going down it. Like, you know, you kind of have to know where it is. Not saying it's like a hidden gem. Like, again, I always say that. I don't want to feel like, I don't want anybody to make it. Want, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm trying to make it like I'm local, super local, and I know all the little spots. I don't. What I do know is the geography, for the most part, of southern Vermont. I know where Magic Mountain is, and I know that road, and it's 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 kind of off the beaten path. While it is a main two-laner highway, it doesn't have the the reputation or... Or, 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 or it doesn't go in the same, you know, more bigger areas as like Route 100, which, you know, hits a ton of ski areas and a ton of our bigger towns, um, you know, but it, Route 11 does go across the state. It, it does go through areas you have to go through to get to some of those places. And that's usually what those towns are there for, to pick up the people who are going on their way to a ski mountain. But there's Magic Mountain, and it's right there, and people love it. Suicide 6, I keep saying, that is off the beaten path. Like, the two-lane highway it's on, if you could call it a highway, it's down to like 40 miles an hour right there, maybe 35 right before it. And that road turns into dirt in a little while after the mountain, man. Like, some of these are off the beaten path, but that's really the brilliance of it. Really, the brilliance of the Indie Mountains is they are smaller. They have less crowds. They are unique. They have their own vibe. Even if you're not using the Indie Pass, they are cheaper. Um, they have the wonderfully wonderful benefits of sometimes being out of cell range. The big resorts have the cell towers. You know, they lease the land or however, whatever the deal is. Like, I don't know what the lease deal is or, you know, if that's leased with the National Forest, if it's a National Forest ski area, you know, how some ski areas actually lease the land. Like, you know how that works. The the, the, mount, the lifts are owned by the, the, the company, but the, the land is owned by the National Park Service or Forest Service or whomever 
those kind of things or state forests, which, whichever it may be, um, you know, whoever, in any case, they have the big places have the cell phone tower right at the top and sometimes radio towers because of how high they are. Um, but you go to the smaller places, there may not be cell service. Um, at Suicide 6, there is not cell service. They do have Wi-Fi there. Um, but without cell service, that does give you the opportunity to actually unplug and get the hell away from it all. The, beaut- the real true beauty of skiing and snowboarding and other snow sports is that they are outdoor sports. And they give you a chance to get away from everything, get away from everybody, not in an antisocial way. But, you know, the hustle and the bustle and the crazy and the loud of the big, the bigger urban areas. You know, that's why people do it, you know. Sometimes they just want to get away from it all. And you come up and that's what you do, man. It's an outdoor sport. Snow sports are outdoor sports, typically. Typically, there are the indoor venues, and I know that, and we all know how much I love big snow in New Jersey. Um, But typically, more often than not, it is an outdoor sport. And, (coughs) excuse me, it is an outdoor sport. So you get to be out in nature. And sometimes you even get to see animals and things like this, but you get the fresh air, the wind in your face. It's awesome. The snow hitting you. It's great. And with these indie mountains, they are you know, they are out there in nature. And that's another beautiful thing is the road trip to take to get them. It's not always, like I said, right on a, what a main road. Some are, some are on right on main roads. Some aren't. And you get a lot that aren't, you get some, you don't even know are there that are like known by the locals. A couple of, um, a couple of examples of things like this is like JP, man, you go up our little, our part of I-91, it's only four lanes wide in Vermont from from Massachusetts border and actually south of the Massachusetts border. I don't think it hits three lanes until you get to Springfield, uh, Massachusetts, if I remember correctly. But from Massachusetts border going all the way to Canada, it's four lanes, two north, two south. And then you get off of that to go to J Peak. You get but you get off to exit. But it's not near the exit. You gotta keep going on a two-laner and then off on another two-laner. And then you keep going out into the middle of nowhere and then you find it. Um, it's out there. You gotta go. You're practically in Canada. You go out to that mountain, you can see Canada. That's where it is. You gotta keep going, man. Off the beaten path. Um, another one I was thinking about that that does that. Um uh, what is it? Is it? It's one of the New York ones, not Greek Peak, not Swain. The one that's north of Utica. What is it? How terrible is? That? I can't remember. I'm gonna look it up here real quick. I'm gonna use the phone here. Um, once I find it, I'll know it almost immediately. But um, it's this one in particular. I'm trying to think of. It's it's I didn't even know it was there and you could say Tim. Well, it's in upstate New York Why would you know it was there? Well, there's a good reason why I would know it's there I've been in that area many times in the past many many times in the past I um I at one point in my life in my late teens and early 20s I Snow Ridge Snow Ridge in Turin, New York. God see I can't even remember it but right around the corner from Snow Ridge is a Methodist camp, Camp Aldersgate, and in Brantingham, Brantingham, New York. It's right minutes apart. Was out there, and again, I wasn't like I was a little camper who was teeny little guy, single digits kid who wouldn't remember anything because when you're that little, you don't know where you're going. You just know where the adults are taking you. No, 17, 18, 20, 21. I knew it. 
I skied it. I was working at a ski mountain in Vermont at that point. Did not know that was there. Had no idea. That's another beauty is finding these places. Because again, because they are smaller, they don't always get the exposure or the attention that the big places get. Let's be honest. You read any year, any fall, the top 10 ski resorts to visit in the U.S. or wherever you might be for this coming season. It's always the same at the top and then near the bottom they throw a couple bones here in you know here in the u.s they throw a couple bones to new england they throw a couple bones somewhere else but typically the top mountains or what are called the top mountains in the u.s are in california and colorado and utah and wyoming and that's it and then i mean there are some other lists that pull out places like in arizona and new mexico and you know maybe montana or whatever and maybe new england and again it gets down those lists get down like you know east new england media outlets are going to do the top 10 in new england and it's always Killington and Stowe and, 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 and Sunday River and a couple others. The point is the smaller places don't always get the same media attention. So you might not necessarily know they are there. However, they are just as awesome. Now, I do understand that some people not just want but need the larger resort vibe you need all you need the amenities you need all the opera options you need wi-fi you need um high-end merch retailers all that stuff you need it you don't just want it you need it like i get wanting it i like to check that stuff out too sometimes but some people need it and they're not willing to go to somewhere smaller no matter how cool it is plus the bigger the resort usually the bigger the mountain some people are vertical you know hounds they need to be getting a billion vertical every hour on the hour. They're just not happy. You know, they're not happy to get 600 feet of vertical every run. Like, it's just not enough. And I get it. But understand, once you've tried it, I think, try it. I say just try it. You don't need a million billion vertical to be happy. And that's the beauty of the Indy Pass. And I think it's the combination of those things that people are realizing that how awesome, you know, being off the beaten path, not many crowds because not it don't they don't have the exposure. Um, maybe some of them don't even have all the technologies. Like you may not find one of these mountains with a high speed detachable quad or bigger. They might just be using doubles and surface lifts or uh, attached quads and surface lifts, gripped quads and surface lifts. You know, and simple surface lifts, not like magic carpets, but like old school T bars and rope toes. You know, and I say old school, I mean they still build those new, but some of these places have their old school original equipment. But there's something cool about that too. Maybe it's me, I don't know, but I know it can't just be me because we heard the report. It was earlier in the season. Indy Pass sales from the year prior at the same time were up 600 plus percent. People love it and it has turned it into the juggernaut that it is like i said there are fans of ski rex media that have it i have it i gave one away even and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and now the waterville valley which does have a following around here in new england people know waterville valley people love it like i said jumping steve's home mountain from peace and pow um, I wanted to get out there this year. I'm still trying to figure out now. I'm definitely might as well. Cause I can ski two days and not have to pay any extra. Um, thought the world ski, uh, world pro ski tour might've been able to announce a date. They've been there before. That would have been awesome to see some live racing head to head action there. 
very famous around here, very popular, and then saddle back up in Maine. Now, unless I'm mistaken, which I don't think I am, uh, Mount Abram in Maine was on the Indy Pass. It is no longer, but now Saddleback is. So Maine's back in play. Five out of six U, um, New England states covered covered by the Indy Pass. Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Mass, Connecticut. There is a mountain in Rhode Island. It is independently owned, I'm pretty sure. And I'm just saying, if they get that one, you get, you got New England covered. And it would be awesome. And a lot of people say, you can ski in Rhode Island. I was like, kind of, yeah. I've never been down there, but I know it's there now. But... That's a good example, too. I didn't know that place existed, not even on the Indy Pass. I just happened to run into it. The beauty of the Indy Pass is you can just happen to run into now 60-plus mountains you may never have heard of, and each one is unique, and each one may or may not be awesome, dependent on your taste. Remember, these things are subjective. No one can really say this is the best ski mountain ever because someone else might, in that same that's while you're saying, hey, this is the best mountain ever, there could be someone in mind you say, no, that place sucks. You're both wrong. Just one liked it and one didn't. That's all that is. So, um, so many places that you may not have heard of. And, you know, people are loving it. Like I said, I have one. I've loved it. I've only used it four times. And it's still awesome. But the point was, Saddleback, Maine, um, the, the, the comeback kid in New England, as it were, it was shut down for what, like five years? This is a feel-good story, too. Like, this is just a brilliant story that Saddleback has jumped out. They just reopened this season. I think it was closed down for like five years. The town was reeling from it being closed down. Like, like any town that is dependent or near-dependent on its industry, local industry, in this case, the ski industry, the town was starting to suffer. People had were going to have to leave. Businesses were closing. And then that one company, whose name escapes me, comes along and says, we're going to buy it, reopen it, put in new lifts, clean it all up. It's going to be great. And it's like, all right, dude, you do you. See what you got, whatever that company's name was. And not only did they do it, because you're already hearing great things out of that place. They opened it up. I haven't heard a bad thing yet. Yes, there was that story... What was it yesterday? Sometime early this week, maybe over the weekend, a kid fell off of a, of a of a chair up there. But that seems to be in the news a lot lately. Kids falling off of chairs, chair lifts. So I don't know how accurate it is. I really don't. Me and me and media don't get along, which is weird. Since I'm kind of part of the media myself, just saying. Um, but I don't know how accurate it is. Um, I just saw a quick headline. I was like, God damn, another one? Are you kidding me? Wow, kids are just falling off chairs all over the country. Actually, I think there was a second one in Maine I heard today. I saw in one of the uh, Twitter group chats we have going, or that I'm part of. And, um, yeah, I guess somebody fell off at one of the sugars up there. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's all about. But aside from that little piece of bad press, um, Saddleback is making a comeback. The town has already, I've already heard that the town is already making a little bit of a comeback. People are running out there. They're... People are loving it. They're going up. It has its reputation. It had the reputation it had before it closed is the one that carried on. And they reopened and said, "Hey, it's Saddleback, just like it always was. Come ski." And people are. Everybody's returning. It's great. And now the Indie Pass. So now it gets even more exposure. And again, some people could argue. Now, Tim, you said one of the great parts about these places is that they don't necessarily have the crowds. But if they get more exposure, will they have more crowds? I don't think so because even the Epic Pass, a lot of people said that about when the peak resorts got built up like Mount Snow, my old home mountain, my first home mountain. People said, well, there goes Mount Snow. It's just a Vail Mountain now. It's just going to be all crowded, all catering to rich people, all whatever. 
I don't know if that happened, although I did see some crowd photos from there this year that was like, holy geez, I've never seen a crowd like that before there. Um, I don't think it would happen to the Indy Pass Mountains, no. Number one, again, it's offset by the people who need the big mountain. Like I think more people are going to need the big mountain that will be willing than will be willing to walk away from it for a while. Um, I think when you have 60 plus mountains available on, on one pass, that just spreads everybody the hell out. It's like, you know, in Vermont alone, there's four mountains, you know, and where I am, the furthest one away is Jay Peak at two and a half hours, but Magic's an hour. Suicide Six is 20 minutes. Bolton Valley's an hour 15 um, in good weather. And then, like I said, Jay Peak's far out. So on any given day, two days each, so eight days total, I could be at any one of those. And maybe there'll be people there, maybe not. Now, Jay Peak might have a bunch of people anyway. Very super popular. Wicked popular. But, and Bolton Valley also equally is wicked popular. And um, in a very good area. It's, you know, it, it's off a two-laner, but it's not near like a main town. Like, it's out past Montpelier. It's between Montpelier and Burlington somewhere. It's close to Waterbury. But anybody who's going to Waterbury is probably going up to Stowe anyway. But it, it does have a huge, low, you know, loyal following. But like Suicide 6, a little bit more off the beaten path. Magic Mountain, even though it has a huge following too, still a little bit off the beaten path. I don't think it would have that problem. I don't think if the, if, if the juggernaut keeps rolling, if the indie revolution continues, I don't think you're going to see these places have numbers that just jump up to the point they turn into you know, big resorts, especially when COVID-19 is over and everybody goes running back for the big places. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just going to stay cool. I just think it's going to get them enough exposure where people will, more people will go, but it won't be weekends of line of ticket lines out into the parking lot, lift lines that are starting to run up the hill until the lift catches up. I don't think you'll ever see that there, especially on a weekday. Like I said, I've been to these places on a weekday. You know, oh no, I did. I went to uh, Bolton Valley, Suicide Six, Pat's Peak, New Hampshire. Those are the ones I went to. Right, right. Um, plus, I've done a couple other places off pass, but the Indy Pass so far, I've gone to these places, and even though they appear busy from the parking lot, no lift lines. You know, people spread out all over the mountain. It's wonderful, and I suggest it to anyone because. If they keep growing, they might have a mountain coming to you. Right? Right. It's been a half hour. I'm sure you're done listening to me talk. Thank you for listening to me talk or watching and listening to me talk. Hashtag watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again. Once again, please um, subscribe. Please, um, please subscribe and leave comments and hit like buttons and rate or follow if that's what the audio version calls for. Sometimes it's subscribe. Sometimes it's follow. Sometimes it might be other terminology, and there's so many places. Um, head to skirexmedia.com, go to the podcast page, head to the description of this, no matter which one, audio or video, put it into a search engine. You will find it. Um, many, many audio outlets, and then IGTV and YouTube for the video outlet. Thank you again. Please, again, keep following Skirex Media. Some changes are coming. I'm still working on a bunch of things, but it's just me working on them. I'm, I don't have a team. I am Skirex Media. Tim from Skirex Media is Tim, is Skirex Media. So, 
website redesign, merch shop redesign and restart, um, relaunch, um, still working on getting guests in, you know, testing technologies. We have a bunch of stuff in the test kitchen just trying to get it all done. Stick with me though because if you like it now, it can only get better as I get this stuff done and really sort it out and get it working. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just a plea for something. I don't know. But thank you for watching or listening to this one. And I will see you on the next one. Also look for the, um, I know this was Indie Pass's shout out to Indie Pass. Um, hashtag Indie Pass. Hashtag Indie Revolution. IndiePassSkiPass.com. Check them out. I love mine. I'll definitely be going again next year. And um, maybe just maybe even do the road trip that I've been wanting to do. And again, I'm trying to get out of here and I know that. But I am thinking about doing the road trip. I would love to do a road trip. Start in Maine and hit every mountain. Camp in the parking lots. Just get a van and sleep in it. All the parking lots from Maine. Just do the eastern ones now. And do Maine all the way down to Obergatlinburg in Tennessee. Start Saddleback all the way down to Tennessee and see how long it takes. And just do it for the fun. And you never know. After being done with it, get squirrely, head out to Ohio and start doing the Midwest too. Who knows? Um, but that's for next season. We'll talk about that sometime during the summer, during the fall. Who knows? Maybe maybe I'll actually do it. In any case... Once again, thank you for joining Ski, starting me and Ski Rex Media Pod. Thank you for joining me for the Ski Rex Media Podcast. I hope you have a good day, evening, afternoon, week, month, and I will see you out there if I can try to get back out there, but we'll see what happens later, everybody. Thank you for listening and watching. Bye.